Yeah, yeah. What's going on, good people? This is MC Till with everybody's hip hop label. You are tuned into the Boom Bap Chat. We're gonna have an exciting night tonight. We have a super dope MC, legendary uh, activist, hip hop producer, all that and more. We're gonna introduce him and talk to him in just a second. We also have a remix uh, battle contest that we're you're gonna be voting for. So if you're out there listening in on Facebook, you can vote for which one uh, you like the most. And uh, we're gonna give out $200 tonight. So that's pretty dope. Uh, before we get into all of that, if you're in Cincinnati, please go check out everybody's records over in Pleasant Ridge. They have CDs, tapes, vinyl, books. Speaking of books, they got the books I wrote, this joint right here, Boom Bap Chat or Boom Bap Review, Volume 1 and 2. You can pick that up. You can also get that at boombapreview.com. And uh, if you can't get to Cincinnati, just check out the record store at everybodysrecords.com. In the room tonight, before we introduce our guest, as always, we have the wonderful uh, Profound in the building. What's up, Profound? Peace. What's good, Till? How you man. be, bro? I be good, man. I'm I'm living well, man. Feeling good. Up? We also have Iomas Marad. What's up, Iomas? Peace, peace, MC Till. What's the word? Man, I, you got it, man. You got the word, man. <laughs> What's up, Pro? <laughs> What's good, Io? How you be, brother? I'm good, man. And in the background, you can't see him, but you can hear him. We have Neville's. What's up, Neville? All I see, fly Korean human being. <laughs> Good to have you here. Our guest tonight is a dope MC. Uh, we're going to get into his history. Um, he's been doing his thing uh, in the hip hop world here in Cincinnati and beyond for, for many years. And very excited to welcome the one and only Samsung Zulu to the Boom Bap Chat. Samsung Zulu, welcome, my friend. Thank you, sir. What's up? Pleasure to be on. Yeah, man. Thank you for, uh, I, I think I think you pulled off on the side of the road to chat with us tonight. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Can't miss it for the world. You know what I mean? Yo, that's yeah. love, man. That some some folks would just text me and be like, "Yo, I can't be there. I have to be there at 11. So I appreciate you taking the time, man. Um, yeah, KRS will call those suckers. Sucker. <laughs> right on. You know, one thing we do, man. We always give flowers on this show. We appreciate our guests. And um, you know, when I moved to Cincinnati, uh, I remember getting you know getting hip to the Watusi tribe, which we'll probably discuss a little bit later. And I don't remember where I met you or how I met you, but um, I just, one of the first things you asked me, I think it was on a Facebook live I was doing, you asked me about hip hop. You were like, what's the meaning of hip hop? Something around along those lines. And um, I've always appreciated how you have just been a, uh, you know, almost like a diplomat in hip hop. You've always pushed the culture forward, the music forward. And you, you know, from, from my observation, everything I've seen, you've always represented it well, and you just never stop. It just seems like from the history I've learned about you to you know the, the moves you've been making recently, you try new things, you do all kinds of different stuff, you just keep going, keep going. And I, I appreciate that, you know, that discipline, that steadfastness, and you know, that determination to keep going. So I appreciate all that and more. Uh, so I just want to give you flowers and props for that. Yeah, man. All right, thanks. Salute you. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. So, Samsung Zulu, man, for, for folks out there in Cincinnati, they probably know who you are, but outside, uh, if someone's listening in from China or something, they don't know the name Samsung Zulu. How would you describe yourself uh, to someone that doesn't know you already in the hip hop context? I'm hip hop, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I manifest hip hop. You know, I try to bring every element of the culture uh, to the knowledge of the people, uh, as many as they will embrace it. And uh, and 
those who don't embrace it, I try to get them a a good taste of of culture, whether it just be in conversation or actual, you know, elements of the music or elements of DJing, uh, art, just whatever I can present as well as whatever I can introduce that will give them a, a full embodiment of the culture. So, yeah. yeah, I just try to, once again, like you said, just try to be a diplomat, you know? Yeah. I Moss, man, I noticed when, when Sam Sun said, I am hip hop, you kind of perked up a little bit, man. You, you feeling that answer? Yes, I love that because I feel the same way. You know what I mean? And I know Profound feel the same way too. That's that's uh, uh, that's a beautiful answer. Beautiful <laughs> answer. I'm always fascinated by the the um, you know when when do people uh, come to that realization? Like you probably you know grew up listening to the music, but was there a moment in time? Maybe not one specific moment, but a, a period of time where like it moved from. Oh, I like what I'm hearing to, oh, this is who I am. Do you like remember that that shift in your own thinking? Well, I don't even know. I don't know. You know, I, I think from day one, even before, you know, you start hearing the rhetoric of it, you know, where that statement is kind of just loosely used and uh, all through the 90s, <laughs> you know, everybody was, you know, you know, you start hearing hip hop is dead and all that kind of stuff. But, but in, in truth, like, from the moment I embraced the culture, like I just knew it was, uh, you know, I just knew it was different from everything else that I heard. Like I knew it was different from funk. I knew it was different from disco. I knew it was different from, you know, even soul music. In fact, it, it took some diplomats of each of those aspects of music to kind of get me to kind of open up to, you know, even what they were presenting in styles of music. My thing was just like, you know, if it ain't hip hop, I can't fuck with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. So just in a musical context, but culturally, like I, I knew from the start. Yeah. It's just like, like that, uh, that thing when you saw your wife, you know what I'm saying? The mm. moment you saw her, you probably knew like, yeah, I'm gonna get this a shot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. So that's the same way with the culture. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, so we're, we're going to get more into you and your story and, um, uh, your, you know, your history and music and all that. And we're going to get more into this album right here. But I just want to give people a very quick, um, you know, rundown of what this is about and play these remixes. And so explain yeah. that a little bit. So uh, I listened to the album. Well, we won't get into that yet. I want to get into this to these remixes. So Samsung Zulu and I made this album right here, Lion in the Jungle. He's on the mic, I'm on the beats. And Samsung came up with a good idea. You want to break down the idea that you you came up with for this remix? Uh well, you you're saying what, what, for the contest at all? Or are you talking about uh for yeah, remixing what Right, uh, just yeah, the idea so, of the remix. Yeah, yeah. So it was just uh, actually I had I think I kind of got the idea for Rockwater, Rockwater some years back. And uh, just given, and I really want to, you know, continue on with that, you know, that uh, presentation, even beyond the, the album and its, its lifetime. You know, I just want to keep giving producers who are really like, they don't even, they're not even really respected in the aspect of the culture. You know, if they don't lean toward more of a DJ and or a rapping, you know, there's no spot that says hip hop producer, you know what I'm saying? You know, when you talk about the elements, you talk about four elements. So they're kind of like left void. Um, 
but I just wanted to do something that would give some legs to some producers, just give them the opportunity to produce, create, get their name out, get heard, um, just circulate. And uh, being the fact that it's the first one, it didn't get, because um, there's a lot of people who had, uh, who had, you know, were calling me like, come to the studio, let's do this remix. I'm like, dude, that's totally taken away from what we're trying to do. We want you to create from what we were giving you, you know what right. I mean? And, uh, but it was a lot of people that was calling me like, you know, I want you to do the hook over. I want you to do this, to do this, you know, so that was kind of whack, but uh, <laughs> it's just about the movement, you know, so we just want to create an uh, opportunity for producers to get hurt. And it would also provide legs for the, for the actual product. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. but yeah. So we got 18 entries in um, and it's really dope, really dope remixes. And so what we did is we gave the remixes to Profound, uh, Iomas, and Neville. Unbiased, we want ne- Samson and I know a lot of the producers, and you know we're very connected to the music because we made it. So we wanted to yeah. step out and give it to some other seasoned ears. So they came yeah. up; these guys came up with their top three, and so we're gonna play these top three, and then you out there, uh, you can vote. You can only vote once. Uh, but vote once in the comments below. So you have to be on Facebook right now at Everybody's Hip Hop Label. So go find that page, Everybody's Hip Hop Label, uh, and you can find the live feed. And in the description for this uh, live feed are the links to the three um, three joints. So we're going to play the first verse and the hook on all three of them. And then during the show, if you want to go listen to them as well, like, you know, sit with them a little bit, you can, no problem. You come back and watch the show later. Um, but you can find the links to all three of the remixes we're going to play tonight in the description. So uh, without further ado, we're going to get into all three. Uh, for all those the producers out there that submitted and you did not get picked, uh, don't take it the wrong way. You know, it's all love. We could only, you know, there's only one winner in this, but uh, we appreciate everyone submitting. I wish everyone could win, but uh, that would be like, you know, the winner is going to get $200. So 200 times 18 is what we'd have to give out. I, I just don't have that cash on me. So uh, you're not there yet. Not there yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. That's right. Uh, so we have three remixes. Uh, the first one is um, songs called line in the jungle. And this remix is by a dope producer named Chris cross and features a really dope vocalist, uh, man, I'm sl- slipping on her name. I'll, f- I'll find it as I'm playing it. Um, and so you can check it out uh, right now. Here we go. I'm the lion in the jungle. I'm trying to stay humble. But they keep on testing me. Doing I have the recipe. I'm the lion in the jungle. I'm trying to stay humble. But they keep on testing me. Doing I have the recipe. I keep it moving, plug, tune, and turning up the beat. The youth learn if the gods don't speak Nowadays the wolf lays down with the sheep As you pray to the Lord for your souls to keep I get deep as hell, hard as stone No mad MC, I walk alone Dropping the gospel through the microphone Like a monk when I change up my vocal tone So follow me, follow me, follow me But you best not trip I get it ripped as I board on that mama ship No blood, no crip Zulu be the brand Educate a black man till he overstand Say right to left Life to death, incline your mind for you put to rest. Peaceful protest, just vibes and drums. Dancing on dirt while we shower the sun. I'm the lion in the jungle. I'm trying to stay humble, but they keep. 
up everybody while I funk the beat. All right. While he funks the beat, we're going to stop right there. So that was the yeah, first yeah. one by uh, Chris Cross. Uh, don't vote yet, people. We got here all three of them, so don't vote. Next remix is by Dwayne Jackson. So listen to this one. I keep it moving, plug tuning, turning up the beat. How can the youth learn if the gods don't speak? Nowadays, the wolf lays down with the sheep. As you pray to the Lord for your souls to keep, I get deep as hell, hard as stone. No mad MC, I walk alone, dropping the gospel through the microphone. Like a monk when I change up my vocal tone. So follow me, follow me, follow me, but you best not trip. I get it ripped as I board on that mama ship. No blood, no crib. Zulu be the brand. Educate a black man. Until he overstand, say right to left, life to death. Incline your mind for you put to rest. Peaceful protest, just vibes and drums. Dancing on dirt while we shower the sun. Lying in the jungle, I'm trying to stay humble. They keep on testing me, knowing I have the recipe. I'm the lion in the jungle. I'm trying to stay humble. They keep on testing me, knowing I have the recipe. Get up, everybody, while I funk the beat. All right, he funked the beat on that one again. Woo! So that was Dwayne Jackson. Yeah, man. We, hey, <laughs> we've been funking that beat up, listening to these remixes over and over. All right, last one is by Vito. Vito, V I T O. And we'll get into that now. time we're gonna funk the beat tonight so those three remixes the way that you're gonna vote is you're just gonna write the name of the producer in as a comment uh below so the first one was Criss Cross all right um featuring Smooth Sailing you don't have to uh you know put all that in there but Criss Cross will do fine so the first one was Criss Cross the second one was Dwayne Jackson and the third one was Vito and if you are like oh man I can't decide the links are in the description of this post. And so you can go to the link, 
click it, listen to it again if you want, check it out, and then come back and let us know which one you like. The winner gets $200, and we're going to give them some uh, marketing uh, help uh, and, and try to help push whatever they want to push and push it forward to the best of our ability. So help them out in that way too. So uh, so go vote while we're uh, doing the interview and uh, just vote below, comment below uh, which one you like the best. All right, let's talk about this album a little bit, Samsung, since we just played three remixes. So the joint's called Line in the Jungle. The way that it, it came about, um, I made a beat tape where I, I listened to the Cypress Hill album, their, their latest album they put out, Elephants on Acid, I think is the name of it. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, in, in between a lot of the songs, DJ Muggs has like these like really eerie interludes. There's no drums. It's just like these sounds. And I was like, man, that those would sound dope with some drums. So I thought, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put drums to them. So I made this beat tape. You heard it somehow. And you're like, yo, I, yeah. I can get down to this and kind of yeah. take it from there. Like, what, why did you like what, what were you, what was your thought process was when you were hearing it? And what made you think like, oh, I, I could put something to this? Well, so, you know, I'm really like a, a conceptual writer. So I really like conceptual things and taking things into different places and different spaces than they were intended. And uh, so our, my original idea was like, uh, so, you know, just having had read The Elephant Man and uh, thinking like, you know, all right, so what if we tie The Elephant Man to this, but in a concept, you know, in, in The Elephant Man in a real book, taking it from the concept of him being like a, a serial killer, mm. right? So with each passage is getting like deeper, deeper and deeper and darker and darker. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of thinking like, maybe that really, you know, may not be the best <laughs> way to dig it out for Teal. But for myself, like I would have, I would have done that if it was just solely my project, right? Yeah. So I, I thought like, you know, just taking it on that, on that level. And then, uh, I just opened it up. Just wanted to be a little, you know, brighter in its presentation. The beats are are very dark and sinister, though, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so then from that concept, I, I then kind of went into like, you know, some ideas of, you know, like, you know, just like addiction and whatnot. And I just, you know, I just brought it all the way back. And I was like, you know, well, let me just go ahead and take some some rudiment knowledge. And, uh, you know, God, Cypher, Divine, and just build uh, within it. So I just just decided to just sew it up and entangle it in that fashion. So I felt like that was a little bit more brighter. And that was uh, probably a little bit more in line with, you know, something that you would want to do with the project. So I just uh, switched it up and felt good. And uh, we did it. Yeah. yeah. I was just motivated. Just motivated by that beat tape, though. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you uh, coming yeah. coming forward and saying, y'all, I can get down to that. And you know me well. I do like to try to, you know, go on the brighter side, the more positive side. And which, yeah. which this album is interesting for me because, as you said, the beats are kind of sinister. Like, those beats are kind of darker, you know, a little bit more rugged and raw than what I typically make. But, yeah. And I think your voice, you know, sounds good on top. Like, you just have that kind of rough, rugged, and raw, but smooth at the same time, you know, delivery. Like, like you have one of those commanding voices, you know, like when you say something, listen up type of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. My yeah. kids tend to believe the same thing, you know. 
Do your kids say the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> that bumpy knuckles. He got the bumpy knuckles in effect, man. <laughs> <laughs> bumpy knuckles. Yeah. Right on. So I like, I like, I just like why you, where you took it, you know, just like I said, the beats was look a little dark, a little sinister, but you know, just, I felt like they went really well with, with what I was spitting. So yeah. That's the motivation. If, if someone has not heard the album and you had to pick one song to, to hook them in, which song would you pick? Um, I, I was, you know, well, I would say probably Lion in the Jungle. <laughs> you know, I, but, I, you know, you heard it a lot, you know, from us. And we all like, damn, we heard this song a million times. But I, I was still, you know, that first song, I, I think that I thought, like, I mean, you spoke originally, like, that was uh a really good feel for a single, so yeah, if, you know, I, I like lying in the jungle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Certainly, certainly. Uh, Iomas, profound. Never anything. But, but, oh, you know, my second would my second would be I for I. You know, I think that yes. that's that's a lot of energy there. Just just fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one yeah. a lot. Let's let's play a little snippet of that one if you don't mind. Yeah, as soon as I can find it here on the playlist. Yeah, I like that. I like that one a lot too. All right. This is Eye for an Eye by Sam Sun Zulu. The eye for an eye. A tool for a tool for down a body MCs when I step in the booth. Like Ross say, say, pass the juice. You better suck when I let loose. I let it off. It's like an eye for an eye. A tool for a tool from down a body MCs when I step in the booth. Like Ross say, say, pass the juice. You better suck. And I let loose, I let it off. Under siege with no fear, I pray like a Zodak priest. Always facing east in the booth. Remember my flows released through a deeper speech and a peace. This didn't reach when I testify and represent for the eye and now. One life, one love, no size, so I edify. I'd be dead if I didn't peep the warning signs. Walk with that soldier with strapped with a black nine. Always on some Zulu wish. My pathology and prophecy. It's formed in trichotomy. God be so deep in me. In the stars, I'm sleeping. G, they ain't full of bottomy. Crazy they gotta be. Put a peace sign in America, they got me for sodomy. Psychologically, I see the plan of the Zuan. Organized slavery in the hands of the UN. F a plantation, black liberation. It's all the same when black nations get sanctioned. I for uh, an eye. A tool for a tool from down a body MCs when I step in a booth. Like Ross say, say, pass the juice, you better suck when I let loose. I let it yes, yes. So that was I for an eye. Um, by Samsung Zulu, produced by yours truly. It's it's fun, you know. On these interviews, I'm always asking about, you know, the the asking the guests about the music that they make. It's fun being the person that actually made the music, and then asking. You know, ask That's a different different vibe for me. Um, any other thoughts about this album that that you want to speak on, uh, Samsung Zulu? No, I just really hope uh, as many can hear it, really enjoy it, and. Uh, you know, I think I approached it from a real lyrical place, a lot of lyrical content there, and uh, take some time for some easy listen. I mean, like, even with some of those remixes, that's the ones I kind of respected most, the ones that kind of gave lyrics a place to breathe, you yeah. know, and they just freaked it and kind of, like, sewing a suit around it, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, good. Yeah. For sure. Profound, Neville, uh, Iomas, any, any thoughts before we move on in our conversation? Yeah, since you produced it, I got a producer's question. You know, Bring we it. always, yeah. Uh, 
Well, did you make, did you, did you have all of these in line already till when you gave, when you presented these to um, Sam's or did you, did you know what I'm saying? Like, how did that part come about? So, yes. So I, I didn't even present it to Samsung. What I did was I made a beat tape and I had this original idea in my head when I started making beat tapes is that I would make them with a theme, like a musical theme. Mm -hmm. And then I would find an MC, you know, to jump on it as is. Like, here's the music, you take it as is, and you do something to it. But what I found out was that most MCs are like, I want track three, and I want track nine. And <laughs> tell me what else you have, you know? It didn't really work out that way. My vision wasn't coming you know, to fruition. So I was like, all right, forget it. I'll just make beat tapes and just put them out there. So that's what I did. I made a beat tape, and I think I made it in the like the order of the album was the same order of yeah yeah the same okay. order of the beat tape so i mean there was a few yeah. things i changed like you know extending a beat a little bit here chopping it here but for the most part i gave sam sun zulu the beat tape i didn't even give it to him i just put it out there and then we were yeah, talking yeah. about we were actually talking about doing a, a sean price tribute and so yeah we, we were talking about doing some music together and then he caught wind of the beat tape and was like yo i could do something to this and i was like great do it and then um he sent me all that back they sent me the whole project back and then i was like okay we got something here and the other thing yeah. that's interesting about oh. this is we made it man over to, was it two years ago you're yeah yeah it was one you know during the time we uh during the time we were having like conversations yeah 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 we were having these monthly yeah, conversations. Conversations. yeah yeah yeah, we would bring in local artists, play some of their music, and then just have a discussion about the, the, the artist's music and just about the artist. So we were doing that. And um, yeah, it was like two years ago. And he, he sent it back to me. It took me a while to mix and master it. And then we just took our time. We you know, kind of mapped out a plan of how we're going to promote it. And uh, this remix you know, competition was part of that plan. So yeah. That was dope. Yeah, yeah. But I like the, I like the music. And I think it jives so well because... I had a vision musically, and then Sam Sanzulu, you know, you mentioned this earlier, you had a music, you, you had a vision thematically, you know, for the lyrics, and it just, yeah. it all blended well, and it worked, you know, so. And people can hear it, it's on Bandcamp, so if you go to Everybody's Hip Hop Label, uh, the Bandcamp, just search Everybody's Hip Hop Label on Bandcamp, you can hear it there, you can buy the CD, we got the CD for sale. Uh, at everybodyshiphop.com so that's an easy place to go and then it's going to be on streaming platforms here in about a week or so uh, but you know giving our fans an opportunity to pot to pay for it first and then we'll stream it for everyone's enjoyment later so mm. yeah yeah dopeness cool cool uh well listen if you're listening in on facebook make sure you vote for which remix you like the most if you have no idea what i'm talking about in the description of this post you can find three songs. You can go click on each one, listen to it, then come back to the post and uh, tell us which one you like the most. Uh, and the winner gets $200 and some promotional uh, marketing help. So uh, make sure you do that. All right, Samsung Zulu, I'm dying to ask you um, about some of the legends and uh, some of the stories you have uh, that you lived. You, you tell, have told me stories about Jay-Z. I think you were there when... Um, Napoleon uh, try to record Karis one on tape that we heard a few weeks ago, and but he wasn't yeah. actually recording it. And Karis one was yeah. like, "That's tough, too bad." <laughs> so I'd love to, <laughs> I'd love to hear some of your favorite hip hop stories. Uh, does does one come to mind? Like one that you was inspiring to you, or just fun for you to share? Well, 
so like yeah this and just kind of laying this out but this is kind of like this is that missing element that you know these young artists just coming into the biz that they don't do like they don't see where they can be a benefit to the culture outside of rapping or whatever they do uh within the embodiment of the culture like i mean there's certain roles that you can take on like for instance like you got this podcast and the podcast is serving as a platform for me to communicate on but it doesn't stop you and your creative juices from creating right right yeah. and so that's the one thing that like this generation does not do like they 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 demand you know what i'm saying mm. And they feel like, you know, I need to shine. I don't need to give anybody no shine, no luster. And therefore, they set in the career, the culture back because they're not, you know, serving as like they, that lily pad for the frog to jump across. Mm. And, and so uh, just I said that to say, so when we, uh, I formulated a, a group called the Watusi Tribe, and it was... Uh, a lot of people embraced it kind of like a, a Wu-Tang, uh, Afrocentric Wu-Tang, but it was not meant to be that. It was meant to be an answer for the Zulu Nation, which I later became a part of and became a, a recruiter for. Um, but it uh, it was actually, that's why Watusi tribe, Zulu tribe, that's the correlation there. But it was supposed to be, you know, just to serve as a... Uh, uh, artist foundation or just members of the culture to have a platform to you know, get out their music and, and work along with things like the Scribble Jam. Mm. Well, so when I had a, a record promotion company like where, you know, when new albums would come out, uh, I was working at a record distributor as well. So I would be the, the street promo for that. So we made all these businesses inside of, uh, Watusi tribe. Then we had a radio station within WAIF, which was ran by Napoleon. We had record stores and just everything. We were like yep. totally connected to everything. We were making money through those ventures as well. And um, they were like, you know, funding our endeavors. And uh, so we went to Payday Records. This is when Jay-Z was still signed. Well, he was just getting on, so he was signed to Payday Records. DJ Premier had group home. And uh, <laughs> so we just went there, and that was, that was pretty cool. Just kind of, the whole, you know, longer the shorter that of that particular thing was that Jay-Z was getting on, and uh, the uh, guy who was actually his A&R was like, uh, he asked me in Napoleon, he was like, this Jay-Z guy, man, he's, He's doing his thing. Well, what do you guys think about him? That was when he was rapping fast. And uh, they was promoting a single called uh, called uh, In My Lifetime. And it was backed by I Think I'm Feeling It. And uh, we like, uh, give it to me. I was going to promote it. I was going to be, you know, I was going to get in the trenches with him. You know what I mean? But I, uh, I just thought it was just like, like, you know, he sound like a typical MC. And so that particular... <laughs> So that particular time, I put my foot in my mouth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was the one who actually, I mean, people will tell you, like, Judy Jones, which is, like, mastering the promotions game in this area, she'll tell you, like, I was the one who introduced Cincinnati to Jay-Z. Like, mm. I, I made sure all the record stores had them, had them stopped. And that's just because that's how I felt about hip-hop and boom bat. And at that point in time, it just wasn't given a chance with all the Master P and all the 
other music that was out there that was come, you know, competing for a listen. So uh, I'm glad to be able to say that I contributed to the cat's culture. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it's come on. Yeah. yeah. Was it any, anything? Uh, oh, profound. Did you have something? Sorry. No, I was just saying that's dope. Yeah. Is there anything about hip hop that you like more or appreciate more now than back then? What's that? One more time. Face that. Is, is there question. any? Yeah. Is there anything about hip hop that you like or appreciate more now than you do than you did back then? Social media. I mean, mm. if we would have social media then, <laughs> people would probably be. <laughs> people would probably you know hip hop would probably be in a, in a probably a really bad place because it'll be so so the saturation would probably have been so bad but um, but then, yeah that's the only thing I think that you know you you had a lot of groups that you know they had a major buzz city to city and state to state and without social media so just think about I mean just you you knew how Master P was in the 90s just imagine him with social media right <laughs> yeah you know i worked at a record label and uh so this is when he getting off of the ground we worked at a, a once what they call a one stop so we had one stop distribution and that's something that like i really miss like and i think that would probably be beneficial to a lot of these artists and these groups just the hand to hand the pop in the trunk and yeah. just you're going out with you know three thousand pieces in your trunk getting home with two pieces you know that that's or nothing, you know. That was a, a awesome, awesome feeling. And like these cats today, they know nothing about that. So that I think that that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, just the social media aspect. Yeah, and so I have a question for the entire room. What do you think? Maybe it exists. Maybe it doesn't exist yet. But I agree with you, Samson. Like that hand-to-hand combat, like actually seeing people, being with people, and and not just seeing them, but giving them something, offering them something. Do you think there's something, is, does that happen today? Like CD, people don't buy CDs like they used to. I do, but a lot of people don't. I mean, vinyl sells, but like most people don't have, you know, they don't have the startup money to go buy vinyl and sell them out the trunk or whatever. Is there something that's, that, that is the equivalent of what that, of like the CD or the tape back in the day, today? Does that make sense? T-shirts. T-shirts, okay, yeah. That's why everybody in the T-shirt business now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, once you know, and that's that's a, a dope part of the biz right now. You know, like you people give away the music free to sell a T-shirt. Right. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. yeah. He's doing or like the same promotion right now, so he's absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> you buy the T-shirt, you get the whole album download for free. There you go. <laughs> Oh. So basically, he's talking about merch. Basically, merch. Is yeah. When you go to the show, so the show is supporting it, and you go to the merch table, and they have everything: t-shirt, right. keychain, bumper sticker, mug, yeah. and that's book. what it is merch. Yeah, hmm? books. I think books, books are gonna be big. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say that. That's, that's that's the market I'm going for. Like, I just feel like, boom. Yeah, definitely. Books. Like, I was uh, enough said that definitely books. And anything that has something to do with like community engagement, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think that's good. Like as as opposed to just trying to sell stuff all the time to our yeah. people. I think like saying I like the fact that Samsung says about like 
I think you said this. If you didn't, this is what I heard about community building, like the lily pad analogy, yeah. right? Like exactly. it's not about, yeah. I've always said like, it's not about one individual. It shouldn't be about one individual making it, but it should be about the community coming up together. You know what I'm saying? Like, but cats don't want to do that today. Like, like, let's say like, like say till you and profound and myself and Neville, we're artists. So instead of going individually, why don't we come together and we push each other, but nobody have that mentality. Everybody want to be the man. You know, yeah. Everybody want to be in a limelight. Like I, I'm cool with playing the background. You know what I'm saying? If it means my brother profound, maybe I could do other stuff in the background that'll propel his music or do stuff in the background that could propel Till's music. And then when it's my time, they'll do the same for me. But nobody thinks that way. We mm -hmm. just do it and we work, we have to work harder individually instead of working collectively. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm talking too much. Are you but it's, a, it's, a, it's a term in the Somali community. I forget what it's called. Um, oh, you, Jimmy. Yeah. You're about you. yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Well, you, well, you, you know what I'm People saying? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So that's, 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 that's what I would like to offer as opposed to just selling merch. Cause I feel like that's what we do. But if we come together collectively, come up like entrepreneurship, like, mm -hmm. and that yes, t-shirts and, you know, merch of that, that's a part of entrepreneurship, but how do we do it where we capitalize where it, it benefits the community? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So yeah. That's the third, that's third principle. Third principle of Kwanzaa, Ujima, you know? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the moment. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, like Watusi, when Watusi first formed, that was one of the first things I had everybody do. We did a clothing food drive. Like, we actually did a show on top of a roof of an arts building and uh, stopped the whole street. Like, everybody, you know, no more flow on the street. Like, everybody was so busy into what we was doing. And then we had people that were working the streets ambassadors that you know got people to put cans and clothes and everything inside big baskets and we dropped them off at like drop-in centers and food you know food uh pantries and stuff yeah that's dope yeah that was the movement yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so speaking of, speaking of um cincinnati hip-hop uh, i was gonna ask you, ask you about that hip-hop on the roof show so i'm glad you mentioned yeah. that um <laughs> I wrote a few years ago, I wrote this piece, um, just a little article about why I thought hip hop was one of the best scene, hip hop scenes around. I mean, obviously, you know, New York is huge and Detroit and LA, but Cincinnati, I, I think has one of the best hip hop scenes around. And I'm curious to know your thoughts on that, Samsung, being that you, you know, I moved, I moved here, I'm a replant. So I wasn't birthed here. So I moved kind of towards the end of Scribble Jam. And uh, yeah, yeah. so from what I've seen, I think the hip hop scene here is super dope. And I'm just curious to know your thoughts, you know, as, as someone that has lived here, you know, much yeah, longer yeah. than I, yeah. So you probably say it's, as far as super hip hop producers, it's probably only about maybe somewhere between five and 10 of them in the game. And we we blessed to have one of them, you know, in the, in the person of high tech. Yeah. And so, you know, he put a lot of ripple in the water, uh, you know, made this uh, area that, you know, a lot of like Slum Village and all those cats, yep. Dylan, they all tracked through here because of him on top of numerous other talent. But, you know, uh, he, he added to it. He made 
everybody who wanted to be a producer be a little bit more competitive and more creative. You know, you know. I remember a point in time we we just made beats like we didn't care about, um, you know, all the aspects of equalizing your drums and mm. uh, EQing your drums properly and and uh, just making your stuff bang and yeah. uh, having somebody in the in the in the immediate area. You know, first of all. It built like an aspiration. And then secondly, it just kind of drove everybody. And we had several other individuals that came through here that was just as dope on the production, you know, so, but it was, uh, I think that played, played a factor. We, and we had so much like that little area when you, when you, especially when you have like a, a, a thriving college, like UC was a really thriving college. It was, the, the sports were so strong, you know, like all the basketball team was anywhere from, they were always top 25. Yeah. So they, they put a, they had a lot of circulation of students and when students could hear stuff here and then you could drop them I mean, like how we used to distribute our music and distribute all promotional pieces. Then like a virus, they would take those to their community. Right. And, uh, and at the same time as they're recruiting, friends and family members to come to school with them and come back to Cincinnati, you know, they're, you know, they're building up, you know, like short bonds and opportunities of shows and places like Sutsies and, uh, and mad, uh, mad frog and all those little areas in that area. I mean, all those little uh, spots in those areas. So all those kind of things are just constants to help the culture just grow and kick off. And I, and, and bringing that up like that was probably my one uh, I wouldn't necessarily call anything a failure, but I would say that was the one thing because you know, high tech actually wanted to produce uh, the 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 first Watusi tribe album. Mm. And uh, we oh, kind of wow. pulled back those pulled back those rings, just wanted to be a self contained unit. And um but just think all those MCs on his production, that would have been, that would have been madness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, to, to me, I'm, you know, I'm biased, well, but to, <laughs> to me, high tech is one of the best, you know, you call him a super producer, one of the best. And I think his drums there, there's not too many producers that have better drums. And you, you mentioned it, Samson, the way he EQ'd it and mixed it, like his drums were just so on point. So on point. Yeah, 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 speak no, on it, Io. Yeah, no, I, I don't think even Dilla even talked about it. Like he yeah. talked about yeah. like when he came out, he loved high tech sound, and he was yeah. kind of like upset that high tech changed his sound to match Dilla because high tech had his own band, yeah. Joe. It wasn't nothing like a high tech joint. You knew his sound like yeah. just like you know a premiere joint when you hear it, you knew that was high tech by the way he programmed his drums, the sound mm-hmm. of it, like. Man, high tech is a beast, bro. Yeah. From like yeah. remember the mood album, that mood album, yeah. Was crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a great yeah. album, Karma. Yeah, man, that's a great yeah, album. Man. All that high tech, yeah. Joe. He definitely top five in my in my producer. Definitely Black. top five, and yeah. he don't get the props that he yeah. deserve. I don't think. You know Can I ask saying? a question? Yeah, never when, jump in. Do you think? Because I've heard you say it before, Ayo. When do you think, or where do you think in um high techs? discography it starts to go left is it on um train of thought 
or after that? Which no, so, no, it was way like after that. It was okay, way okay. after because he had his own like from the from from the Mood album to the Black Star album to um, the, the 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 um the Reflection Eternal. Then the albums that he did on his the the solo albums he did on his own, like you know, all that was all that was high tech. That qual that that you know what I'm saying. He had just like his own sound, man. You know what I'm saying. When do you think it changed? I guess I'm curious because I know I, I don't I can't to say exactly when it changed because that hey that dude he's still making super dope. Yeah, production. that's what I'm saying. That's he, I'm, saying. I'm not gonna play too much of this because I don't want Facebook to take us down. But he made this beat right here for Anderson Pack. I don't know if you ever heard this song. This is one of the illest Anderson Pack songs ever called Come Down. Is what so album got me hot. Uh, Steve, yes, that's that's, that's high tech that's right there. That's high tech sound right there. That's that's his sound right there. He is ill. <laughs> Sam, son, you you, you brought up the right name in this group, man. <laughs> is that Malibu? Techzilla. What so album dope. is that? To what album? Uh, Malibu, I think it Malibu, was. Malibu. Okay. Yeah, so Sam, Sam, son, you see me in the comments. I said I had to ask you. Was that mistake number two? What's it, mistake number two? Yeah. <laughs> Why you said it's number two? Where's number said, two? Oh, because number one, I was saying Jay-Z to me. Jay-Z's on the Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To me, A and B side, the remix. I thought, like, in New York, when yeah. we saw that, it was like, who's this? But we know in, in the, um, in the um, video, I mean, on the album, when they joke around and go, wait, that's Skinny Nigga on the boat? That's Skinny Nigga on the boat? We really, really, New York loved that track, just like Fast Forward yeah. when their presidents came out. Now, he wasn't the biggest thing, but the streets knew, like, this guy's serious. Like, this is dope. Yeah. We didn't know about yeah. Superstar. We didn't know about shiny suits and uh, yeah. you know, all of this Beyonce. We knew not. All we knew was like this guy is special, and he's from the streets. So I was just wondering, do you think that was mistake number two to go? No, we're not going. What, to what, 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 yeah, I, I like that, but like for real, like that wasn't really a mistake with Jay Z because I still continued to promote him. I still continued to treat him like he was top dog, though I just didn't think that he was he was there yet. You know what I'm saying? But so the thing that really made me really understand, he, he did a showdown in Atlanta. I was just telling Dante for Move this today. Like, he did a showdown in Atlanta. And uh, this is like, so he's, he, this is actually like right when Ephraim, the dude that was running payday, had, you know, told us to get with him. I mean, help us, help him out. Like, dude, we believe in him. So we get down to eight to the to Atlanta. And uh, he did this show. And this guy rambled off somewhere between five and ten acapellas before he even did the show. Oh, wow. Like, and the, the, the thing that just sparked that conversation with me and Tate, because he said that uh, he, uh, he, he, he often forgets his lyrics. Like, he's done it a lot of times in the show. And I thought back to Teal, because Teal and uh, another cat named Wally, like, they hate, you know, to rap on top of your vocals. But you sometimes you need that little, you know what I'm saying, that little initiator that's on there just to make sure you can, re, you know, just remember your triggers and go. And so he said that he used to actually have, like, Envy and those cats put little triggers on there so that he can remember his verses because oh. so many times that he didn't remember his verses. So so he wouldn't yeah. put the whole vocal on there. He'd just put little... No, no, he just, put a he just needs the first word. 
If he could get the first word, then he was like he was on it. But like sometimes he just forgot the first word. But when he went, when I saw him in this show, like this is before he had a name. Like this cat just ran off easily 10, 10 verses. I mean, 10 like, like song gets, little small songs, and acapella joints just ran them off. Now, it was just crazy. It's just somebody's memory like that. Yeah, but it work. Yo, speaking of performing, I know Watutsi Tribe. If you ne- if if you're listening in, you've never seen Watutsi Tribe perform live. Hopefully, they'll get back out and perform after the pandemic and all that, because they're one of the best performing hip hop groups. Period. Anywhere, they're so yeah. dope. Have you seen them, Io? No, no, no. They're no. super dope. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I'll tell you a quick story. I went to one of my first nights in Cincinnati when I moved here. I went to this open mic. They were like the feature. Everyone else just had like you know five minute whatever. I went up, did my five minutes. I thought I was, I was feeling myself. I thought I did my thing. I was like, yeah, I'm dope. And then while Tootsie gets up about 20 minutes later and I was like, I, I need to go home and I need to practice. I got to get in front of the mirror, you know, <laughs> go over my set. They are just so dope. So dope. Yeah. So much energy. They got everything, you know, it's just so dope. Um, Yo, Iomas, my question, or not Iomas, uh, Samsung Zulu, did you perform with Watuti or did, did you perform? Bananas. Bananas. Yeah? Bananas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tumbling off the stage, we used to be insane. It was crazy. So much energy. Yeah. So, what, did, how much time did y'all spend practicing back then? Or did you just jump up and do it? It was a vibe. It was just a vibe, you know, yeah. just like, you know, it, was to be, it would be no difference than, you know, you put five star basketball players in the mix, and, yeah. uh, and they, they obviously know, you know, let's open up the floor for whoever got the ball and just give them the opportunity to, yeah. to wreck, you know, and that's how we move. We just we just wreck. The only other crew that reminds me of Watutsi is Jurassic 5. When I saw Jurassic 5 at the University of Cincinnati that you mentioned earlier, they're just the way that you just described it. Like every, when one person was rapping, everyone else was supporting that one person. They didn't rap over each other, didn't stumble on it. Like everything was choreographed, but it didn't feel like it was choreographed. And that's what I think about Watutsi. Like everything looks like it's supposed to be, but it doesn't look mm-hmm. like fake and gimmicky, you know, like a pop yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, you know, exactly. you know who else was like that? I know they're, they're not from Cincinnati, but Binary Star was the same way oh. out of Detroit. Like live, mm-hmm. they, was just, they was, man, Joe. It's dope, the dope. same way that Samsung is described about Watusi Tribe and you describe about like Jurassic Five. Binary Star was the same way, man. And Athletic Mike Lee. They was they was crazy dope. with it live. They live shows was crazy. Dope. Yeah, they're dope. They're dope. Samsung Zulu, is there anything in hip hop today that you wish was not in hip hop today? Damn. Mm, that's deep. Yeah, there's so many things that you would still consider necessary. Like uh I just I just wish the music, you know, when I say perversion, I don't mean like, you know, sexually perverted. I'm just talking about like it's just cats just can't see past the money. Mm. You know what I mean? And uh and you know, true enough it's it's about time that everybody start getting they do in economics really come from the rap game where people are you know setting up generational wealth and things like that like that's that's a necessary that's a must but you know like uh my karis one used to always share with us you know we used to politic with him on a regular basis and the one thing 
you know, you, he, he used to ask, it's like, what, what's, what's your hustle? You know, what, what you do? You know, like, you explain your business, your business endeavor where you work or whatever. He want to know, what's your hustle? And, you know, come from the place where the belief is every person should have a job and a hustle. Uh, and, and when you, your, your, your approach to hip hop and your, your, uh, um, contributions of hip hop shouldn't be part of your hustle. Like it shouldn't have nothing to do with, you know, like if you're making money while you're doing rapping and hip hop, that's, that's all dope. But, you know, if you, if you get your money from a continued source and you're not leaning on, you know, rap to do it. You won't do the perverted things that'll affect the culture mm-hmm. and have, you know, cats chasing a dollar as opposed to representing, you know, so. Yeah. I almost call that multiple streams of income, right? Yeah. I always wondered though, what did KRS do though? What was that's the doing? blueprint, man? KRS one does a lot, bro. You better recognize he <laughs> lectures, <laughs> early he 80s, lectures, though? he do workshops. So, 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 yeah, not he, back then though. Yeah, yeah, he was a graphic designer back then. Exactly. He was doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, KRS one made like you so so when I like I tell you I worked at a record record distributor, one of the first uh communications I had with him was like, you know, it's on like a Zulu level and whatnot. And uh uh a, a, distri- a distributor called but it was priority part of priority records. It was half priority records, half this this place called Selecto Hits. And they had started the capitalization off of uh uh KRS one and uh MC Shan. Mm-hmm. And so they was putting out like bootleg CDs on them and uh and you know we had an auditing system so we knew how much we had gotten and so it was equivalent at that point it was equivalent of like twenty five thousand dollars like you know our mentality at twenty five thousand dollars back then you could get bodied over twenty five thousand dollars and he was like really true to the essence and like just let me know when he gets up about a hundred thousand i put my lawyers on it Anything under, you know, under a hundred thousand for me is promotional. So he just knew he was gonna spend a hundred thousand dollars just to promote, you know, each year whatever he put out. And he just saw that as from even they were stealing from him, he saw it as promotion. Mm-hmm. I this thought that was pretty eighties. This is late eighties. This is like uh like mid nineties. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is when he goes solo now. He's no longer with Boogie yeah, Down yeah. Productions. No longer with Boogie Down Productions. Got you. Wow, what a way yeah. to think that I'm yeah. going to invest a hundred grand in myself Man, Karis, back well, then. Yo, Karis, that's a lot of well, money. This, that's like half a million. This is somebody stealing his work yeah. and putting it out. And he's saying like, I still as long have as it has $100,000. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. promoting and that's like a half a million now. 1995, yeah, 100 yeah, million, yeah, like exactly. half a million now. Exactly. Wow, exactly. that was sticking big. Yeah. So he was he was making stupid cake. A lot of people don't know. Like he was getting like anywhere from like five hundred thousand to a million for a rave party. Right. Yeah, he, yeah. he was getting banana money. He was getting stupid wow. money back then. Yeah. And he's still doing his thing. Like yeah. he's still, and he's still overseas. He's still putting out. Well, now he's becoming the market on like the philosophy of hip hop. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? So he's definitely living up, living under that name to educate. Like I follow KRS One Blueprint. How I move is I got it all from Chris. Mm. You know word, I mean? word. Like, like just what you said. Like I knew I didn't want to sign to like a major label because I knew that the integrity of the music will be would 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 be the same. Will be compromised. So it's best to have a job. Like when Cash was trying to get me to perform. They'd be like, man, I'll give you, but I was like, dude, I already got a job. Like mm-hmm. you swinging numbers at me, I don't already yeah, get yeah. a paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So all, yeah, yeah. all that don't really matter. You know what I'm saying? I was doing it strictly for the love. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that it's it's not nothing wrong with letting music be a part of your hustle, but it can't be everything though. Mm. It can't be. Yeah, everything. I believe he's I believe he's here this week. He's in Cincinnati this week doing a free show as well. Oh, really? the June, Juneteenth June yeah. celebration, yeah. Wow. Next, next week, yeah. Do you, do you know where it is? Do you have any information on it? Uh, yeah, I know if you look on uh, Carl Mitchum's uh, page, I know he got it posted, so I, okay. I just saw it on every day, yeah. Speaking of Carl, he's tuning in tonight, so shout out to Carl Mitchum. Appreciate you tuning What's in. Up, Get that interview, too. Get that interview. Pay yeah. Gino Black is with us tonight. Brian Greer. Anthony Burks, uh, Michigan Goldsby, all people tuning in on Facebook. Appreciate it. Mark McCauley. Uh, if you have not voted yet uh, for your favorite remix, uh, make sure that you go to the description of this post, listen to the three songs that are posted, and then in the comments on this uh, live video, just type in the name of the producer that, uh, you know, which song that you like the, the most. Uh, so make sure you do that tonight. Um, Bringing it back to Cincinnati, because we have a lot of Cincinnati cats tuning in. When you think of like Cincinnati hip hop, what is like the quintessential hip hop album that comes to your mind? Hmm. Hip hop album. Mm. Album. It would have to be moved as far as hip hop album. Yeah. Like from album. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It would have to be moved. Yeah. Do you still keep up it's with Dante? Like mood. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, we talk on Facebook and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, him and then uh, uh, one of my favorite though would probably be uh, Interface. The Interface album was bananas. Mm. And uh, yeah, then obviously Watusi. <laughs> of course, yes, yes of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I know, I know you you've been connected to the Cincinnati scene. Is there? Is Mood the album for you when you think of Cincinnati hip hop? Yeah, to me, man, yeah. that's that was like my first introduction to 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 high tech to uh, to the Cincinnati scene was Mood, um, and then I was able to go to Scribble Jam. That was the yeah. year uh, Juice lost to I forget yeah. who he lost to, but that was sad. But it was dope <laughs> just the experience, just being in Cincinnati for the yeah. first time. And then to to witness Scribble Jam, the way it was. So Juice, the year he lost, and he lose to Eminem. No, no, no. Oh, he won that year. That was that year. That was the year he won. But that was like it was like way after that. Like it was like it might have been ninety nine. I don't, 99, I don't even think 2000. he was. I don't even think his head was there. I think mm. Juice was going through some stuff at that time, and I don't. Even, I don't even think his head was there to give him, you know, what I'm saying some credit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was the time I went, man. It was crazy, man. And I think that was the year Ed OG was there. He was like one mm. of the judges. Dope. Um, it was dope, man. Like it was it was speaking an amazing of, experience speaking, for me. 
speaking of Ed O.G., is a, a one of Cincinnati artists groups, along with a guy from Austria. They call Red Eye Blue. Yeah. Uh, they got an album out. They got a song out with uh, Ed O.G. So, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, Red Eye Blue, it? that's Brian Greer. Oh, that's right. Boogie Bang. Yeah, Boogie yeah. Bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boogie Bang. That's that's right. Yeah, it's a yeah. dope joint. I remember uh, that just dropped not too long ago, last month or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A that's couple good. of weeks, yeah. For, for folks that don't know uh, Scribble Jam, uh, Sam Sanzulu, can you just kind of paint the picture of what Scribble Jam was all about? It was like a, it was an outdoor entertainment complex that allowed uh, a couple of people like G Fresh and uh, Mr. Dibbs and them to coordinate an outdoor event that allowed space for graffiti writers to write, uh, uh, freestyle competitions for rap artists, DJ competitions. I think a lot of those went, went indoors. Then they gave an overall performance uh, opportunity on the inside later on that evening. Um, and so it went off regardless of whatever weather conditions was yeah. going on. Dancers had a dance. So it was basically like the uh, the space of your your local Walmart or uh, whatever, you know, just of an outdoor event like yeah. to be pulled off this in the name of hip hop culture. So it was, yeah. it was dope. It was amazing. Was man. Yeah, yeah, that was funky. It was like the hip hop right. Olympics, bro. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how they describe it to me. It was like, man, Scribble Jam was like the hip hop Olympics, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it was dope. And it's like from sun up to sun down, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that joint. That was, uh, I, yeah. I'm just right now, I got goosebumps just thinking about it, man. <laughs> it's like, like that joint. Like I said, crazy. Regardless of weather conditions, it went yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, For real. Yo. Things come full circle sometimes. Iomas, I bought an Iomas uh, mix CD at Scribble Jam one year. Uh, DJ Rock, <laughs> yeah, I was there. Was, was it DJ Rock or Rock? I yeah, I know he's coming. Yeah, yeah, that, that that was probably the year I was there. Yeah, I probably saw you there. Yeah, I, I knew you at that time. I, I can't remember. The years, but yeah. Crazy, <laughs> wow. Yo, I want to have some fun with some hip hop here. Uh, if you have a minute, uh, Samsung, we do this thing called One Word where I will show you uh, an album cover. I'll, I'll name the album and title, you know, for the podcast listeners. And then you tell us the first word, one word that comes to your mind. And then we can linger and talk about it a little further if we want. All right, here we go. This is the first joint. Mecca and the Soul Brother by Pete Rock and CL Smooth. One, one word. Life. 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 Why life? I live <laughs> I, all the way up until the point that that album came out. I was living to experience that. And when it came mm. out, it gave me life to just, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was just dope. It was just the battery, battery I needed to, to stay motivated and keep elevating in the culture. Dope. So, <laughs> that, that was crazy. I love that. I love it. Side question for you. What'd you think about this album? This was their follow-up album, The Main Ingredient. It would it would be the equivalence of going from an SP-1200 <laughs> to an MPC-60 or 2000 XL. 
is so it was like that album was dope, was super dope, but I felt like Pete was just really technical with that album. Okay, all right. I felt, I felt it wasn't as how we was talking about earlier about the humanistic swing and the difference of swing, but with a drummer, like I felt like his just swing got a little tighter. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel no, I feel that. That makes sense to me. All right, next joint, one word. America's Most Wanted by Ice Cube. Boy. Motivation. <laughs> that was, that was, boy. That was my favorite album all the way up until two days ago when I found out he didn't pay Sir Jinx's royalties. And I don't care whether or not he was loaning my man money. That, that, that album gave Ice Cube all the validity to do whatever he wanted to do with hip hop. Yeah. You know, Sir Jinx put together a masterful, masterful album. Speaking of Sir Jinx, I got two more, two more albums. And then I want to ask you a little bit about Sir Jinx and his connection to Cincinnati. Curious to know what you think about this one. This is Death Certificate by Ice Cube. what you think about that one? Still a very dope album. Still, still, it was, uh, so you want my one word answer though, huh? Oh, that, no, this is kind of side. This is kind of side note. All right, side note. Yeah. All right. Um, it was dope. It was still funky. Yeah, it was still funky. Yeah, I like Sir I liked Jinx's. The, I liked everything on it. Yeah, but, you know, some things, once again, like when you're a revolutionary and you see other cats and they come up with the revolutionary and then they jump off, you ain't giving them that love no more. You kind of, mm. yeah, I can't, can't feel it from that, that angle no more. I'm curious. Harris Karis one used to call him a sucker. He wanted to really bang with Ice Cube. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of talking him down off of that. So he, he was really after that cat. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm curious to know what you think about this one. This is Live and Die, Live and Let Die by Cool G Rap and DJ Polo. Once again, produced by Sir Jinx. Sir Jinx. The one and only. So that was the, that, that album could have easily been in hip hop's top twenty, if Facts. if they would have let if if they would have let um you know um, like uh, Benny Grumman or just somebody more masterful with mastery and yeah. engineering work that album out, no they doubt. lost all their points strictly in the engineering. I I wanted to, I wanted to pause and ask you about Sir Jinx because he has a connection to Cincinnati, doesn't he? Yes, sir. What's that connection? You know, he, he worked a lot with uh, high tech. So he actually had uh, Piacon under contract. Yeah. And so, and so Piacon did a lot of work for him and with him. And uh, and uh, high tech ended up buying him out. I think he had a contract with Dr. Dre. Or, you know, Dr. Dre and Sir Jinx are cousins. And uh, it was either one of those two. I don't want to speak uh, speak falsely, but. He did. He lived with Sir Jinx, I know, for about a couple of months and did a whole bunch of work. I even, you know, I was trying to reach out to, to Sir Jinx just to find out what we had to get him to get those 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 albums. And like here today, I'm finding, you know, him him uh, being entangled with Ice Cube over a hundred thousand dollars is probably a pretty small ticket for us to get those high choice. But uh, yeah, that's that's it. So high tech ended up buying out that contract and getting him loose from it. But uh, Pyrocon 
PyCon is the connection to subjects. So is there, do you know, is there like a hidden album out there? Is there songs with PyCon out yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. He, he, did a, he did a whole album with him. I don't think the subjects has just, you know, put them out. I don't think he put them out without PyCon knowing it, but, but yeah, it's a whole album uh, out there. Man, I would love to hear that album because Sir Jinx is one of one of my favorite producers and a producer that doesn't get a whole lot of love. And he was just so funky. His oh man, he was so dope. And Pyrocon is one of my favorites. Is his voice like his voice is like second to none. One of the most uh, original voices in hip hop. That album would be super dope. So if anyone's out there listening, and you know how we can get that, <laughs> please let us know. <laughs> All right, just a few more albums. We're going to stay on the West Coast for one more. This is The Chronic by Dr. Dre. What do you think about this one? One word? Melody. That was the melody. Yeah. And it was the melody, yeah. All right, last last one before we have a, well, kind of the last one. We'll get into it. This is High Technology by High Tech. Necessary. Necessary. Why necessary? Necessary. Because he, he needed to come into his own little space. I think mm. it it, uh, it gave him a, that was hold on that was that technology that was one right that was one yeah that was the first one yeah, yeah yeah so yeah very much necessary yeah I think he needed that I think that was what gave him the confirmation affirmation that he was as dope as he was mm-hmm. yeah that that sun god but all that the sun god dog. that sun god is Okay, I have a question. I have a question for the room before we uh, head to the outro here. I asked this question. I've asked this a few times. All right. This doesn't have to do with Cincinnati, but you know, I'm not going to describe what a classic album is. I'm just curious to know what you all think. This album right here, Lifestyles of the the Poor and Dangerous. Y'all consider this a classic album? I wouldn't. You would not. Why not? I can't, you know, it was it's a lot of bangers on there, but it ain't it's not a continual play mm. on touch. I would I would probably play it continually out of respect to L. Yeah. You know, just the fact that he ain't here and just on some reminisce, but but yeah. no, nah, it wouldn't be like him being here, you know, hearing that whole album, I wouldn't it would be tracks that I would easily fast forward to. Yeah. Other thoughts in the room? I mean, I like it. I really, really like it. I never even considered whether or not it was, you know, it was a classic. So I wouldn't think that I consider it a classic because that's something that you kind of know usually, you know, off the bat. I listen to it and I like it, but I, 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 I ride with Samsung on that one. I, I kind of, I fast forward through stuff on it too. Yeah, yeah, and then and 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 he passed away before it got completed too, right? Yeah, yeah, so see, and I think that. I thought that was the second album. Was it? I think that was. That was the second, was second album. Yeah. Oh, that was the second. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, second. I, but you know, I just you. still. And even with that one, like I didn't think you know, I it's stuff that I fast forward through. But I like yeah. I hear it and I listen to it, but I yeah, just yeah. don't. Yeah. Now yeah. I will say I will I will say his lyrics surpass the production. Mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 I were you about to say sure. something? Nah, I was just I wasn't really like like like. Like Samsung said, like I respect Big L. It's a few joints that I like by Big, but I wasn't really a Big L fan like that. You know what I mean? No disrespect, but I, I do respect Big L. He's a legend. 
I don't I'm not taking nothing away from him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But that was that wasn't something that I had in rotation a lot in my in my in my playlist and my music. Well, I'm gonna say is the New York resident here. To me, it is a classic. Um, it did have to grow on me when it first came out. I did not think it was a classic like that. But the way that Big L wordplay, um, the way he is held up now, and I guess everything that happened to him, and then he's part of the legendary digging in the crates. Yeah. As far as New York's concerned, he's a he's a legend, and that's like a classic, like a local, you know, regional yeah. classic. I don't know how everybody else considers it, but definitely Big L is considered legendary, and Big L is considered a classic MC. And that's, and, 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 and that's what I'm saying. Like it's taking nothing away from Big right. L. Like Big L is a beast. He's a legend. He's he's all of the above. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with you. And I and and to Neville's point, I think most New Yorkers would say the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Big L is a champion in in yeah, yeah. NYC. For sure. And I think because New York feels like, oh, we created a lot or we set a lot of trends. I think once they feel like somebody's a legend in their area, I think they feel like everybody else should feel that. Right. But it's whatever, but that's how they feel, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, And like what was Profound was saying before about like, I don't know if it was him, I guess whoever you know it's a classic. I can't say that because there's some albums I listened to and I did not like them off rip or I was skipping. Um, Aquemini from Outcast was one of them. When I first heard it, I did not understand most of it, what was going on. Yeah. And then eventually, friends of mine, after five, six months, were like, You don't like that, Outcast? You don't like that? And finally, like, I started getting into it. I'm like, Okay, this is up there. But I didn't get it at first. Stankonia, too. I did not like Stankonia a lot in the beginning. And this is my favorite Outcast album now. So oh, wow. Wow. I think things do grow on you sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Not always one, two, three. Definitely. That's that's how it was for me for that Slum Village. When I first heard mm. the Slum Village, everybody was on it. And they was yeah. like, yo, this Slum Village. And then I heard out. And they like, got it. What? Yeah. And I then like, like, I don't get it. I must have missed something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But then after a couple months, I listened to that boy. I was like, "Oh my mm. god! Like, what was wrong with me?" Like, I had to like recommend myself. Like, man, I had to look at myself. Like, man, you was nuts. What was you on? Like, I don't know what it was, but yeah, yeah. sometimes things have to grow on you. Period. Yeah, you know, that's that's really how the Big L album was for me. You know, like I liked it. His punchlines were insanely, you know, out of this world. But it was just something about the like the muddiness to the beats. Mm-hmm. And the fact that none of the beat, like there's a few beats that are like, whoa, that is incredible. But a lot of the beats aren't like that. But over time, like the more I listen to it, it's like, but every beat has this just grimy, underground, dirty. And like the theme, like Samsung Zulu, you talked about this earlier, having like a thematic theme, like the devil's son. Like it's, it's just a dark, it's a lot of darkness in the album. And uh, he just kind of plays this character, you know, he's he's this evil character and I don't know. It's just it grew on me over time. Like, yeah, this is super dope. But it doesn't really matter if you call it a classic or not. If you give the man his props, you know, all day. OC two word life. Word life, yeah, definitely. Word life. Some people think it is. Some people like, eh, nah, this is Illmatic's classic, not OC. But to me, OC word life is classic. But there's many people that be like, eh, it's good. All right. So Samsung Zulu, what is the most classic album in hip hop? Hmm, in your opinion, the most classic. Most classic. 
You can take it any way you want. Your it own was, personal classic or what you think, like, as a culture would consider the most classic hip-hop album. That's a so, great question. So, so it, would, it would probably be that Pete Rock, Seal Smooth, Mecca, yeah. the Soul Brother. Or, or either I would say uh, either one of uh, your choice with the Tribe, you know, Low End Theory or Midnight Marauder. Yep, yep. Come on, Samsung. <laughs> Speaking my language, bro. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> listen. You know, the only thing is now, when you listen to them now, those two albums particularly, they, they don't stand up in, in the, from the, the mixing aspect. Like, it ain't hitting. You know, of course, we're doing, like, in the 4K, headed to 8K zone and all that, you know, so. But uh, it is what it is. Yeah. But the yeah. sound is great still, but you just got to, crank your meter up in order for it to play against the other stuff that's going on today. Yeah. Yeah. Samson Zulu, if you can think about one more song to play off of line in the jungle, that'll be our outro uh, song for tonight. So you can be thinking about that. What we're going to do next is our, uh, num our number, eight. number eight. eight. Let's see. Humble wheel. Yeah. 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 Dope. 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 I will play that. We're going to do some shout outs. Uh, Samsung Zulu It's a hip hop show. So we got to give shout outs. I'll save your shout outs for very last. And then I uh, will play that track number eight uh, to head us on out of here. So profound. What, what shout outs? What do you have? Or, or actually rewind a little bit. Samsung Zulu. Was there anything else you wanted to touch on tonight or get out to the people uh, before we do our shout outs? Uh, no, just put your, put your ear to your speaker. Take a okay. listen. You know what All mean? right. Yeah. Cool. I just want to make We'll make sure there's no other topics or you know anything else you want to discuss. So profound. Yeah, uh, sure. Shout outs for us. What you got? You know, I, I got uh the profound children, Amir Zakir, Rosalina, <laughs> Ariel, Daima, Elijah. I gotta shout them all out. Blue Sun Unlimited, the company. You can get the profound shirts. Go check out the profound collection. Get a free download of the album when you do. Shout out to Sam Sun. Thank you for coming through, man. Shout out to my Boom Bat brothers, Io, Neville, and Till, as always. And, man, you know, shout out to everybody, man, that's still breathing positivity, man, mm. wherever you are. We still need right. it in this world and community. I don't care what genre of music you listen to, but, man, we just, man, spread some positivity out there, man, to somebody. Word up. Peace, peace. Io, how about you? Man, of course, Boom Bat my boom bap family man enough respect um my family in chicago uh enough respect to uh negro league um enough respect to what's the irony my family in detroit um culture power 45 taiwan and all of them um and just man I just want to give a special shout out to samsung man for coming through um really appreciate i like to chop it up with you more you know what i'm saying um because i think yeah. we're on the same page as far as like you know, with with hip hop, it's, you know, my brother's here too. We definitely on the same page, but I definitely want to stay in tune with you and uh, chop it up. Indeed, um, definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. Enough respect, enough respect. All right, thank you, uh, Neville. What you got? You with us still, Neville? Or Neville fall asleep? No, it's been a long day. Having <laughs> <laughs> problems hitting the mute button. <laughs> You're good. Who you want to shout out problems. tonight, Neville? Uh just quick. Boom back, you know, boom back brothers here tonight. Um, everybody's hip hop label, boom back review. Um, Samsung for coming through. Samsung Zoo definitely going to check out the album in its entirety. I heard the other song fifty four times. Love that. Um, what else? 
That's it, man. Oh, my family. We got to meet up with them. I haven't seen them since the pandemic. We all ate out or ate indoors against my will, but, you know, we here. So that's it, man. Everybody else, love. Right on. Right on. I want to shout out Cincinnati Hip Hop tonight, the, all the Watutsi tribe, I one and all of them. Shout out to you. Um, man, shout out to my man, Wonder Brown, New Cats, every, just everyone in Cincinnati putting it down. Siri. Um, I don't want to leave people out, but everyone's doing their thing in Cincinnati. I appreciate you. Mark McCauley uh, for tuning in. Anthony Burks, of course, uh, for tuning in tonight. Michigan Moses Goldsby. Who else was tuning in? Brian Greer, Carl Meacham, Gino Black. Everyone that's been listening to the podcast and um, you know tuning in every Thursday. We really appreciate you. Shout out to all y'all here on uh, the Boom Bap chat. Appreciate you, Profound, Io, and Neville. Appreciate all of you. Shout out to Pop the Brown Hornet. Staten Island in the house. Next Thursday, our guest is Pop the Brown Hornet. If you don't know this MC, uh, Staten Island MC. Um, and we're going to be talking to him and having a good time. So shout out to him. And um, shout out, of course, to Samsung Zulu. Uh, appreciate you being on here. Thank you for taking some beats that I did and blessing the world with this album, Line in the Jungle. Shout out to this album. Make sure you go pick it up. If you're still a CD head like me, you can buy this very CD. Well, not this one, but you can buy a copy of the CD at everybody'shiphop.com. Uh, you can buy that tonight if you like. So shout out Samsung Zulu. Uh, I will let you give your shout outs, Samsung, and then uh, play the song, and that'll take us out of here. So thanks for being here. Really appreciate your time, man. So I'm going to say salute to every individual that uh, participated on the remix, on the entire Zulu Nation, the entire COB. My main man, uh, DJ Nova, putting it down. Felony Low, that was live on the remixes. My man, Brian Greer, Azraya, Azrock, and the uh, whole Cincinnati hip-hop community. One love. Right on, right on. And if you're tuning in and you have not voted yet, make sure you go to the description of this uh, live feed. There are three remixes there. Uh, go listen to them, then come back and comment below uh, which one you like the most. And then uh, we'll be counting up the tallies over the weekend and the winner gets $200 plus uh, some free marketing uh, material. So uh, do that, please. And to take us out of here, we're going yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Samson, you're good. Mitch Gunn, Mitch Moses, my love, yeah. Dope. Yeah. For sure. All right, taking us out of here tonight is a joint called Humble Wheel off a line in the jungle by Samsung Zulu, produced by yours truly. Here we go. Oh, sorry, I didn't share the screen. My bad. Technical difficulties. Boo the sound, man. Wouldn't be hip hop without it. Ooh. Here we go. We come to chant them down. We are the mash them We come to chant them down. We are the number one to pick a knee. Grab the microphone, me out to flip a fancy. Now let them ever test me off in my botology. Watch me on the microphone, me rip the poetry. I say, but cool as ice, I'm nice to beat. 
I got the flows to make cats retreat Back to the lab, the rap rehab I keep this thing moving like a gypsy cab I got the gift to gab, ferocious flow Youngs go soft to hard like cooked up blow But this ain't no show, I keep it real I'm Jordan in the paint, just too much skill I got the wheel like Jada, I refuse to lose Grab the microphone and leave your headpiece bruised I paid my dues and ran with crews They call me young Noah, I have kids by twos That's what it is in the what it do from the bottom to the top to check one two So, Sam Superior, raps internal I'm in the place, I'm burning up like an inferno Check it, mash them all, mash them all. Yo, We come to chant them down, them down. Yo, We are to mash them all, mash them all. Yo, We come to chant them down, chant them down. Yo, We are the number one, they pick and they need yeah. Grab the microphone, me have to flip a fine seat Now let them ever test me off in my batawachi Watch me on the microphone and rip the poetry I say by Sam Son, live on the set, flow so dangerous, voice so wet. Rip up the stage, never no sweat. You might be hood, but I'm as good as it get. Top caliber, you know the algebra. Better yet, math, I wreck your whole staff. Shatter your frame like a freaking car crash. Burn like hash, stuffed in a Dutch. Keep the Hummer wheel spinning like your boy don't touch. Who do I trust? Me, that's who. Wait 190, so's my IQ. Who's in view? What you wanna do? And if you really got beef, we can bubble like stew. Fuck up your crew, rip up a few. Octopus dangerous to check one, two. Lava than the lavas with flows for riders checking. Mash them all, mash them all. Yo, we come to chant them down. We are the mash them all, mash them all. Yo, we come to chant them down. We are the number one they pick and they need yeah. Grab the microphone, me have to flip a fancy Fancy, yeah. they never test me off in my batawachi Watch yeah. me on the microphone and rip the poetry yeah. I say yeah. but mash them all, mash them all. Mash them Yo, we come to chant them down, chant them down. Yeah. Yeah. We are the mash them all, mash them all. Yeah. We come to chant them down, chant them down. Yeah. We are the number one they pick and they need yeah. Grab the microphone, me have to flip a fancy Fancy, yeah. they never test me off in my batawachi Watch me on the microphone and rip the Peace, peace, peace. Oh, that's living.